0: what's up everybody welcome back to rpg a day each day in the month of august i'll be putting out a shorter episode based on a rpg related word chosen by someone who i do not know strap in it's gonna be a long road it is day deuce deuce of RPG a day, 2020. That's not 2020 at all. It's 2021. <laughs> weird, weird night. <laughs> Awesomely weird, amazing night. Leads my brain to be fuzzy. <laughs> but let's let's get into let's get into it. Cause you know what, folks? There's no substitution for you. Nothing nothing can replace you.
1: Hey Joe. I know I probably should have said this in a previous RPG Day twenty twenty one episode, but it's a trap. Don't let Jason bait you into telling you that the best rule system out there, Pathfinder One, is bad. It's actually really fun and as I look over it, sometimes my huge collection of adventure path adventures for pathfinder not to mention all the pdfs that i have for pathfinder adventures here and there pathfinder society third-party products man it's a good system and i know it's feel people feel like it's become bloated there's so many options but it's a really enjoyable system and once you get back into the swing of things and remember all the minutia it's super fun to play and i played a hell of a lot of it i'm glad it came out when it did because 4th edition D&D was not my cup of tea.
0: Nice, Carl. Yeah, man. I did not let Jason trap me. I saw him coming from a mile away. But dude, right? Like, Pathfinder's a really fun game. I still play it a lot. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Later on in the episode, I talk about the new character I'm making for Curse of the Crimson Throne. So that'll be fun. And, you know, you mentioned how... Pathfinder came out at the right time for you. And I, w- I would put this out there. I think Pathfinder came out at the right time for RPGs as a whole. It basically... Pathfinder basically saved all of role-playing games. <laughs> D&D was failing. Fourth Edition had killed it. RPG sales were down as a whole. And then Pathfinder came out and revitalized the whole industry. One could say that Pathfinder is the single most important role-playing game of all time. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm, not, I'm not actually making that claim. That is just me messing around, so nobody get mad. Uh, but yeah, no, it it did come out at the, a really good time for a bunch of people. And Pizo's is just a hell of a company, although they don't, they didn't really love. Wheeler, whoa. (laughs) I mean, they... At first, they were pretty cool with us. They gave us some free stuff, and that always rules. But once... Somebody must have listened and been like, oh, no. (laughs) Then they didn't want to have a whole lot to do with us. (laughs) There was just one time... A bunch of us from the show were out at a a play. uh, And we... (laughs) We ended up running into the head of marketing for Piezo, and I, I won't say his name or anything. But when we went up to him, we're like, "Oh, hey, I'm Joe. This is Woody from we're in Wheeler." Whoa! His face got just turned white. <laughs> he was not at all pleased to meet us. It was amazing. Holy crap! That was so much fun. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and I. You know, you mentioned, Carl, how people often talk about how Pathfinder is too bloated. And yeah, I just don't get that argument, man. Like, you, people don't have to buy the books if they don't want them, right? <laughs> and also, if a system is popular enough and is out for long enough, it's going to have bloat. You know, one of the common arguments I heard from folks that were leaving Pathfinder to play 5e when 5e first dropped was that Pathfinder was too bloated. You know, if you look at 5e now, it's got more stuff available to it than Pathfinder does, like counting in everything. There's way more stuff for 5e now. So are those same people who use that argument, are they now like, oh, 5e is too bloated. I'm not playing anymore. No, of course not. Because that's a silly metric by which to judge a game by. It's how bloated it is. I, yeah, I know. That, that, is, <laughs> that is crazy to me, man. But anyway, dude, Carl, thanks for the call. That, uh, that got me rambling a little bit, man. Thanks, dude. <laughs> but you mentioned Jason at the start of your call. So let's hear from him now.
2: Joe, I don't disagree with you that too simple can get a little boring after a while. The games and all don't get boring, but if you want to engage with the system and there's not much to grab onto, I can see that. And, and, you know, people have felt that with some of the versions like, say, D&D, where all fighter can do is eye attack, right? I mean, yeah, they can narratively do things and they can describe things and they can but effectively they're attacking. Where with Pathfinder, which is way more complicated combat than, say, BX, with all kinds of crazy options, you're not going to get bored because you have all these different options. So that's a good point to simplicity. That said, for a simple system, I think Troika worked pretty good when we used it. And I think if I was going to do a Oz game, I would look at Troika. Or, you know, Advanced Fighting Fantasy. I, I think that does just fine. Black Hack actually would do Wizard of Oz just fine too. Uh, it depends how long of a game you're going to run. I think is the big thing with Wizard of Oz. So if you're just going to run a couple sessions, I think you just grab Troika or something like that and run with it, and it's fine. If you're going to do a long term, you can do a year long campaign in the Wizard of Oz or in in the world of Oz. Then things are a little bit different. And for a year-long campaign, Troika would not be my choice.
0: Yeah, man. You know, I'm not saying simplicity is bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. I was just saying that, to me, it seems a little bit overrated, that it's not the be-all, end-all. But, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and say Pathfinder, even though I just did say that Pathfinder is the most important game of all time. (laughs) I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to say that. Uh, Some folks don't like that complexity, and that's cool, man. But another thing you brought up was the distinction between a long term campaign and a shorter one. And that's that kind of that sort of question frames most of the things I talk about on this show and when I make call ins. And I think that might, I don't know if that differentiates me from other folks, but. That might be one of the reasons why I have differing opinions than some folks. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of one-shots and of running one-shots and shorter campaigns. My preferred way of running is long-term campaigns. And so that's, that's sort of how I frame all my discussions, not in terms of you know one shots i don't know that's just something i thought of when you brought uh when you brought up what system for running a long-term game in oz what system would work good for that but so what system would you use
2: for that jason what would be my choice for a long-term world of world of oz game you ask i don't know i don't know Savage Worlds, I almost think Savage Worlds is a little bit too heroic, too cinematic for Wizard of Oz. I think Wizard of Oz needs, your characters for the most part need to feel pretty wimpy in Wizard of Oz. And I think things need to be mysterious. I think when you face your opponents, you, you shouldn't understand how they work and everything should be weird and wonderful and scary so i don't know you, you know it's funny when i called goblins henchman after that show i recommended return to oz for him too i wonder if he's watched it yet but i'll have to i'll have to think on the best system for a long-term oz game because i don't know off the top of my head
0: i hope henchman has watched return to oz by now the question is did he watch it with his kids i don't know it's pretty scary uh yeah, man, that movie rules. <laughs> anyway, Jason, dude, I love your idea of the things you fight in a Wizard of Oz game needing to be mysterious and wonderful. I, I really like that. Yeah, not knowing how they work. So the monsters would definitely have to work differently than the way you build characters. Um, so that's one thing to think about in a game. And yeah the wimpy thing the characters would need to be wimpy yeah uh only if you weren't playing the the lion the witch or sorry <laughs> wrong group of children's book if you weren't playing the lion the scarecrow and the tin man and dorothy uh if you were playing the, if the game was those characters in that world then i don't think they'd need to be super wimpy but if you were just basically playing What would you, what would you play? So would you play as a group of humans transported to Oz? Or would you play as some of the denizens of the world of Oz? Or could you have both? Would that be like a character class? You are a human brought in from Oz. Or, you know, I am a... What else are there? There's the Munchkins. You know, there's witches and yeah i don't know i don't know you could go a lot of ways with a wizard of oz rpg it's it's an intriguing question what system to use Troika's sweet i haven't played much of it i've only played like one session so i don't really know uh but yeah i don't know it's a good question i'm i'm glad you chimed in i hope you come up with something i hope some other folks come up with some decent ideas what for a longer yeah and not even for a long I won't put that caveat on it what what game system would you use to run Wizard of Oz and why that's a question how about that all right let's talk about substitutions and substitutes substitutions so first off Growing up, my mom was a substitute teacher while I was in elementary and middle school. Uh, And so, yeah, when I first saw that word, I thought of my mom. And so I just thought I'd throw it out there that my mom is one of the coolest ladies out there in the whole world. She absolutely rules. And yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about some gaming now. So I need to make a substitution. Originally... In the next Pathfinder adventure path that I'm about to start, Curse of the Crimson Throne, I was going to play a rat folk alchemist named Templeton. And I had him all built, ready to go. I was pretty stoked on it. But because we had to find a substitute player, because my buddy Woody moved away uh, and he was in this group, the DM found a a dude she has played with for years, so he's going to come in and play a sorcerer and because of that i realize that the party's not going to really have any frontline fighters and so for party balance um to make a more well-rounded party i am subbing out templeton for a half orc ranger more of a bounty hunter he's He's basically middle-aged for a half-orc because on Galarian, half-orcs have a life expectancy of maybe 70 years. But a lot of that is due to their often violent um, life, that they tribal life. So this dude, he he grew up in the city of Corvosa, which is a kind of run-down metropolitan city. It used to be great. Uh, And then a bunch of people died off, and now the city's kind of coming back. So there's lots of run-down, you know, wealthy sections of the city that are all run-down. And then there are very opulent sections of the city. So there's a big disparity between rich and poor. So he grew up in the city. Uh, He's about middle-aged now. He used to be a drug addict, addicted to this drug called shiver, which is... um, created by refining the essence of dream spider venom and it gives you you fall asleep and just have these super intense vivid almost like waking dreams uh and yeah so he he used to be addicted to that he's he's pretty much kicked the habit and now he's a bounty hunter uh he works picking up picking up runaway you know criminals that's what he does people that are like out on bail that have skipped bail does that a little bit sort of like a private investigator but more of a bounty hunter he uh takes care of his elderly mom who is human uh and yeah so that's him he uses a big ass great sword he's got two different sets of armor One, if he's just being sneaky, he's just got leathers. And then if he thinks shit's going to hit the fan, he throws on his armored coat, which is medium armor. Uh, Yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to kick some ass. Except he does not have a name. So I come to you, folks. Who's got some name ideas for this half work? Bounty Hunter, ex-drug addict... Cares for his elderly mother. Probably still lives there because she can't really take care of herself anymore. Um, Yeah, grew up in the city. What? What should we name him? What should we name his mother? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Let me know. All right. Until tomorrow, peace out. Oh, by the way, we have till the 1st uh till september 1st that's the first session so if you can think of something before december 1st or september 1st let me know and we'll see how it goes all right for real now peace out